Hello, welcome to Making Creativity Pay. With the Edinburgh Fringe in full swing, I spoke to a number of performers about the marketing and promotional aspects of the Fringe. Thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Can you tell us who you are and a little bit about the show? Hi, I'm Mikey Fleming, the co-writer and director of Best Man. Best Man is a comedy about the tragedy of being single in your 30s. Basically, the whole show is a wedding speech where the best man has a breakdown and you're in the congregation watching it all unfold. Um, this is both myself and Coleman. Uh, Coleman Hayes is my co-writer and performer of the show. Have you performed at the Edinburgh Fringe before or is this your first time? What kind of things are you looking forward to most? Oh, it's our first Fringe run. I think we've both done like very short stints, like week-long stints of doing the Fringe. This is the first time we've actually brought a show over. A completely different experience. I'm not 100% sure what I'm most looking forward to, but I can tell you what I'm least looking forward to, which is is flyering. Uh, that's something I know for a fact I'm not very good at, so that should be an experience. Uh, yeah, now what I'm looking forward to uh, the most is, I think, just hanging out with other creative people and going to see their shows and experiencing that. It's what I love about The Fringe, and it's going to be a little bit more special to have a lanyard around my neck while I'm doing it, because it means I feel like I belong, I suppose. When it comes to flyering, what's your strategy? Do you spray and pray or are you a bit more targeted? I don't know what my flyering technique is as of yet. The last time I was here, I was here for a week doing an, an improv show and it was on the seventh day that I figured out what worked. And what that was, me and a buddy who was in the show would flyer together. We would play a Hall & Oates song, can't remember which one, and he would sing new lyrics to the song while I danced and handed out flyers. And for some reason it worked and we had a good time. And I think that might have been why, because we were having fun. So people kind of gravitated towards us. So that's my hope this time, just to find the thing that works and connects with people and makes it a, makes it a bit of a good time because it's a horrible experience otherwise. So for the first few days, I'm just going to try a bunch of different things and see which one lands. And then I'll work on that. Uh, I brought a suit because our show is is wedding themed. So one thing I might try is be a character from the world of the show and be in character as a world of the show. I, f- I find it a little bit easier to to flyer people if I'm pretending not to be myself. Uh, take from that what you will. When it comes to promotion on social media, what kind of things do you tend to use? Are you all over everything or do you particularly use a particular platform? I don't know is the answer, how important social media is. I, d- I don't know. I think it's very important. Um, I think organic so- social media is very important. I don't think paid social media works very well because there's just too much going on and too much clutter and you have to you've spend a lot of money to really get anything back from it. So if you're a big show, then yeah, that's great. But I think like ha- definitely having a, a space where you exist and people can find your show and see more about your show is going to help. We're on tiktok twitter and instagram and we're just kind of doing all of them i don't know which ones are working it's how, you know you've no idea what, what ones are actually leading to sales but i know something's working so that's all i know like we're, our, our pre-sales are really good and our, our pro the program of our venue said to us like whatever we're doing keep doing it and the problem is we don't know what that is we, we so we just have to keep doing everything and not stop but yeah i think it is important but i can't tell you which ones work better we're trying all of them and maybe that's maybe that's the secret just try all of them but i would probably imagine that's up to how much capacity you have to take that on so for the venue you're performing at was there anything in particular that drove the decision to go there so this is going to be probably our first and only full fringe run i'd imagine for myself and coleman um so venue 
venue choice was very important to us. I think had we planned to do it again next year and kind of build a following, we would have started with a free fringe venue and kind of had lower costs and lower stakes. But because we're just doing it once, we wanted, you know, we had high preferences and it was kind of between Pleasance and Underbelly and Underbelly gave us a, a a great time in a in a or a great time for us because we're a play so we're on at three o'clock basically and a great venue which is the Wiku in George Square, which is kind of like the perfect size for our show. It's sixty seats and it's very intimate, which is perfect for what we're doing. So yeah, we 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 had to really kind of make like I don't think I would have done it if we didn't get the right venue. I thought I think that was kind of where we were at. We wanted to be somewhere that had presence that would help us sell that would kind of legitimize our show because we know it's really good and we just want the right people to see it the show is on a three so i think it just means we're going to spend a lot of people's lunchtime bothering them to come to see our show i don't i honestly don't know whether we're going to fly or after our show i know when i'm at the fringe and someone tells me about a show that i can't see today it's sort of i'm like why are you bloody tell me but at the same time we're on for 25 days so you know there's going to be people who are here for more than one day and can catch us tomorrow but yeah in in short it, it was a big it was a big decision to to pick the right venue and i and i think we we made a, a really good choice and we're really happy where we are and it seems to be paying off to be honest when it comes to looking at progress how relaxed are you in terms of ticket sales do you refresh it every 10 minutes or are you fairly relaxed about how things go things are going great everything's going as it should and as we want it to but at no point in the last six months have I been relaxed at no point has there been a lull where I haven't thought oh I should be doing something there's something I'm supposed to be doing (laughs) it's kind of occupied every waking moment and quite a lot of my sleeping moments as well my dreams have gotten really weird so yeah things are going great but it hasn't stopped myself or Coleman having many like anxiety attacks about what we should be doing our other shows i think the one thing i've tried to promise myself which i'm going to fail at is to not uh, take other people's success as our failure uh, and just try and kind of you know enjoy the experience because what we get out of it is what we get out of it and we're putting in as much as we possibly can are there any particular shows you're looking forward to see or any posters or promotions you've seen i've got to see that there are far too many shows to mention, I think. There's so many shows. I'm overwhelmed with the amount of things I want to see. Usually when I come to the Fringe, I I do two things. I want to go see a lot of American and Australian comedians because I just don't get the opportunity to see them regularly because, you know, they don't play in Ireland that often. So I'll kind of prioritize the likes of Meg Stalter and Cat Cohen and Mike Birbiglia and buy those tickets because I, I want to get to check them out. And then... I kind of want to see what people are talking about, what people are excited about, what people are raving about, and then make the choices based on that. But one show I, I'm genuinely really excited to see is a friend of mine has a show called Coffee Kid. And we saw it, I saw it last year. It was brilliant. And they've changed it a lot since then. So I'm really just excited to kind of see how it's come on and how they could possibly make it better. But it's on at one o'clock. So I'm going to have to wait onto a day where our sales are really good before I can feel comfortable not being flying at one. I also heard from the cast of the attendants who are performing between the 4th and 12th of August about how they're finding the fringe. We are the cast of Attendants and Attendants is about three flight attendants and the weird and wacky characters they meet along their way. This is our first fringe for all three of us, but it's going to be a super exciting opportunity to get to network with other creators and lovers of drama. 
social media has been really important in promoting the show. We're on every social media possible and it's been actually really fun to talk to other creatives going to the Ed Fringe. It's a little bit here and a little bit there. We are incredibly excited, but simultaneously there's nerves going on about performing for so many times over the course of a week and a half and making sure we get it right. We've been interacting with loads of other creatives on Twitter and Instagram and I have to say Potty the Plant and Macbeth by the Sea definitely look like we have to go and watch them. They look amazing. We've also definitely booked tickets for Dusk, which we're very excited for. And there are loads of other shows that we cannot wait to go and see. Thanks very much for taking part. Have a great Fringe. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, check out our other episodes where we speak to a number of performers about their experiences at the Edinburgh Fringe, as well as with creatives in other industries about making creativity pay.